and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode, well, another mini-sode of TV My Husband Hates. We're here today to discuss... The long-awaited reunion of Shars of Sunset. And as ever, Reagan is here with me. How are you, Reagan? I'm good. I feel like I have been waiting for fucking ever for this reunion. To the point I didn't even know if they were going to do one. I know, me too. I thought it was off the cards. And then I think you were like, "Uh, wait up. I hear rumors and then it happened and we finally watched it and we're finally bringing the analysis. I want you to know, though... It is hotter than the bowels of hell in my <laughs> studio in air commas because basically it's the office. It's at the top of the house. We're currently at 36 degrees. As you know, the UK is not set up for this shit. We don't have any air conditioning. After this, I'm going to go and sit in like a bath of frozen peas in front of the freezer and shove a nice lolly up my ass. I'm so fucking hot. Oh, that blows. Everything is we- wet. My boobs are slimy. Ew. Boob sweat is the worst part about it being hot. I feel very lucky to live in Colorado with air conditioning. Um, I would have died in my childhood if we had had no AC in Houston because that's how you feel from about late April until about October. No, I couldn't. I just couldn't cope. But And also, at least when you get the heat in Colorado, it's quite a dry heat. Yeah. Here, it's like soup. Yeah, it's like fucking soup. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, basically all I'm doing is every second sentence is a whinge about how fucking hot I am. So uh, I'll try and keep a lid on it. I know nobody it's wants okay. to hear it. You know, it plays into the weather corner feature of it's our true. podcast. It's true. What we're, known, what we're known and loved for. In fact, while yes. we're here, the other thing about being a heat wave is that fringes are just, they're just not okay. So I'm just, it's not sexy, but I'm just getting rid of it under my headphones. So you've got a headphone headband kicking. Yeah. It's it's a terrible look, but bear with me. Anyway, <laughs> the one we, we all had throughout yeah. 90, the eighties and nineties. <laughs> that's it. That's my look right now with like puce face because I'm so hot. Puce. Uh, shall we stop? Shall we? Shall I stop banging on about how fucking hot it is? And should we do shards of sunset? Yes. Let's let's get uh, into it. I'll have to say, part of me kind of had forgotten every little thing that happened in here. Obviously, I remembered, like, the big thing of the season, which was the whole Reza, MJ, Ali, Adam debacle. Um, but, yeah, I kind of had forgotten the other little things, so I appreciated that the reunion touched on those a bit. Yeah, well, let's start off with Gigi, because she she's kind of a bit part in this reunion, to a certain extent, mostly because she's too fucking stoned to be involved. But yeah. she at this point has a seven-week-old baby. And as we know, and we've talked about a gazillion times, you know, that newborn phase is quite a stretch. But she, I don't know whether it's the pot or whether she just, it's probably the pot. She seems all right. Yeah, no, she seems all right. Um, She explained that she named her baby after the actor Elijah Wood because she had a crush on him, which was... Who has a crush on... Is there anybody else that has a... I mean, I... No. He'll always be a hobbit for me. Yeah, well, and even before then, just like terrible tween movies of the late 90s. Yeah, there's nothing sexy about Elijah Wood at all, so that's weird. No. 
Yeah. Um, and I think Andy found it weird as well. Like, he didn't see that coming. That was kind of out of left field. No, like, you almost... I almost expected, like, a religious connotation because of, you know... Yeah. Religious historicism with the name Elijah. But no, it was Elijah Wood, which kind of grossed me out a little bit, to be honest with you. Yeah, it did me too. And I have to say, Gigi's whole demeanor throughout this reunion to me just smacked of mean girl bitchiness and maybe that's where her like newborn struggles coming through that it's just channeling as bitch (laughs) but she was a bitch she was a super bitch like for someone that stoned she was super bitchy (laughs) she had a lot of rage for somebody who was really fucking stoned yeah can you just chill out and eat some cheetos like come the fuck on (laughs) i was with you i really didn't like her at all and i've always appreciated like her quick wit even though i've you know I wouldn't trust her as far as I could throw it, but I've always, but there was nothing in this reunion that I warmed to or, um, or liked. And, you know, especially the way that she has been treating Nima, um, like cutting him out of content that she's posting, saying that he doesn't belong on the show. It's not his show. And he's like as much of a cast member as anybody else. God, yes. Like, no, she was being absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know if it stems from like, embarrassment over like her throwing herself at him and kind of being turned down like when they went away and you know she wanted to get some in the hot tub and he didn't play ball I don't know if like it's as easy you know as an explanation as that but she was just coming for him in all fucking sorts of ways yeah she was and also and I think that's exactly it I think that really t- plays into it when he turned her down the fact that he turned her down not because he didn't want to sleep with her but because out of respect because she was just too drunk and if it was going to happen he wanted right. it to happen when she wasn't mash up that doesn't a- occur to her at all no I don't think a lot occurs to Gigi, to Gigi at the moment do you know what I mean yeah no I mean I think you're absolutely right I think she's pushing the dark times of newborn life and smoking a lot of weed and being a bitch. Yeah. And in fact, the one question Andy asked Gigi that I was really pleased that he asked was one that we talked a lot about when this episode aired about Gigi's issues after losing her first baby. Um, Andy asked, Reza, how is it that you showed so much sympathy for what Gigi went through, but you showed no sympathy for what MJ experienced giving birth when she almost died? Um, and, And Reza just kind of brushes it off and says, well, we were in a different place. But I think it's a really valid point. Hell yes. Like, it's an incredibly valid point, how you're going to throw away 30 years of a friendship and not be there for somebody in like their most dire need. And you know about it. Like he didn't know about the stuff going on with Gigi until after the fact. And he lost it. Like that was such an emotive scene. But the whole time I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like Tommy's texting you real time when all this shit is going down with MJ and You can't even go there and be there for Tommy. Like, even if you can't be in the room with MJ, you could be there to support him because he's fucking losing his mind. Yeah, and in fact, that was something that became clear to me as I watched the reunion, that MJ was like, nobody was there for Tommy either. And I think Tommy's, we saw it in the season, I think Tommy was really suffered a trauma with that whole thing. And, And I don't think anybody's really accepted or acknowledged or or understood that. Um, No. 
I don't think any, even if they can sort of say, yes, it must have been awful for you. I don't get the feeling that any of the cast members really recognize the lingering trauma that continues. Right. But they should have by this reunion because they would have obviously seen the, you know, the stuff with the therapist and him really working through his mom's death and how that was very triggering for him. I'm really kind of surprised Tommy wasn't on the reunion. I mean, maybe he's not allowed to be anymore. I don't know. But I would have liked to hear it from him. I would have liked him to confront them and been like, where were you guys for me? We would have been there for Paulina. We would have been there for Adam. If anything had happened to Reza, like we're a family and you guys were not there. Well, and we're going to get into this because we've got theories about why this is still an issue. Um, But just finishing up on Gigi, And kind of linking into a bit of destiny. I feel like Gigi has been really instrumental this season in kind of creating this Mean Girls pact, this clique, which you say, well, clique, which is um, Reza, Gigi, Destiny, not really Mike. Mike's kind of balancing the, the boundaries a bit. But I think Gigi and Destiny have been not just instrumental in creating this clique, but also in really not allowing Reza the space or the energy to to even consider working it out with MJ. I think if they were real friends, they would have tried harder and done more. And I think actually Gigi in particular just really liked it that way. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, Gigi has been in the hot spot for so many years on this show, falling out with everybody, attacking everybody, physically assaulting everybody. I think she loved and maybe still does, loves the fact that MJ and Reza are are on the outs because it's like giving her an in, right? Like she can be the one with the fabulous, you know, gay friend who shows up for her son and does all the cool shit that he should be doing for MJ's kiddo. I feel like Destiny's a little different. I feel like Destiny is caught in the middle. And I feel like because like she was so drunk this season, it was really causing her like problems. Like she didn't really know if she wanted to side with the Reza kind of Gigi click or if she could really stand up for MJ anymore. She just seemed super fucking conflicted all season. Well, and also she's not as strong a character as Reza and MJ and Gigi. So it's very hard for her to stand up to even, there's an element of the flip-flop in her, but rather than her going from one side to the other, she just sort of remained in the middle, like flapping around, like didn't really know. So yeah, I do get that. Um, But yeah, I mean, Gigi... That's really all I have to say about her. I couldn't have been more happy when Andy finally dismissed her and was like, you're done. While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! It's all the extra content that is not only about reality TV, but all the other TV that we happen to be watching. And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves. So there's lots of personal stuff on there too, if you want to get to know us better. Let's so head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose. In some ways it works so well. He's kind of got this ready-made family that he's been so desperate for. I'm sure they'll have more children if they continue. It sounds like they will. But it sounds like he's finally found his girl. Well, and I really liked Mike in this reunion. 
I really like how much he's been like the voice of reason, calling everybody out for their shit and being very honest about it and not playing friendships off of each other. I think it's a much more adult way to handle what's going on in the group. Well, and he's it, there was a re- really clear instance when they've been dismissed and he you know, tells MJ a few home truths and Reza's like, yeah, Mike. And he's like, and you can fucking shut up as well because this, this, (laughs) and this. And Reza was like, oh, okay. But, and I think that's what Andy sees. That's why he kept him as the mediator. And also I think there's just, he's also one of the been arounds forever. Like they went to school together. So it was nice to see Mike happy. It was nice to see him with Paulina. Um, And yeah, I have a lot of credit to give to him for this reunion as well. Absolutely. I really, I like him and Paulina together. I think she brings out a good side in Mike and I feel like everybody sees that too because they all love her, which Mm. is very rare for like, you know, a girlfriend or boyfriend to come in and be like totally accepted by everyone. They didn't do it with Adam at first. They definitely didn't do it with Tommy um, and kind of have still not done it with Tommy by the end, but... Yeah, it's nice to see that. Yeah, it is. And, and we got a little bit more about Nima, who really feels like, I don't know if you felt this, but throughout this reunion, I felt like he had been really isolated. Like, obviously, he's still good friends with MJ. He's sort of friends with everybody. But because of his friendship with MJ, Gigi's used it to kind of cast him as this mis- distrustful person who shouldn't really be on the show uh, and all of this stuff. And it's just... I really like Nima, and I honestly think this show is better for him being on it. I totally agree. I feel like he brings a general sensitivity to the group that was really lacking beforehand. I loved watching like him kind of grapple with his parents' past and the family dynamic that he's got going on. Also, I mean, he's been quarantining alone. Like that, as much as I complain and say, wouldn't that be lovely? Like, would that be like a little (laughs) vacation if I was all by myself? For this long, I think it would get really lonely. California has been on lockdown longer than anybody else. They were the first to do it and they still are. So I wonder if some of that has a bit to do with like, I don't know, he seemed kind of sad to me throughout the reunion. He did to me too, but and and I'm sure that that has something to do with it as well. But I just felt like none of the guys, none of them apart from MJ, and she didn't really have a chance to, really connected with him or, you know, he's not really involved in the drama. I just, I feel for him and I really hope that he fights his way back in and that, that, that Bravo don't, that Bravo keep him around because he, yeah. like you say, he does bring, he kind of grounds it a little bit, right? There's less drama uh-huh. with him. There's less show and flash. Um, and it's nice to see a guy on the show that isn't full of kind of, there's a lot of some, sometimes this old school patriarchy misogyny, which I don't think Nima really no. embodies that much. It's nice to see that. Absolutely. I mean, it's nice to see a guy with a drunken girl being all over him and him saying, you know, no, I don't want to do anything that you may regret tomorrow. Like, we're going to stop this. I feel like it's the first time I've ever seen it on reality TV. Yeah, I agree. And I I really like him. Um, Shall we chat about Destiny? Yes. I loved her chat about Sam. And. Oh, just reliving that horrific birthday dinner that she did for him. <laughs> that makes me sick thinking about it. 
Yeah, it makes me want to gip a little bit. Actually, I just realized Sara was not part of the reunion. Yeah, I know. Which is interesting. That. Well, I never felt like she committed to the show. I, ne- I always felt like she regretted doing it the whole way through. And I suspect that she's not coming back and they just decided not to include her. I mean, she was involved in almost zero storylines. Yeah, but I would have loved to hear about like what's been going on with the R. Kelly stuff because she was really heavily involved in that. I would have loved to hear her take on Destiny and Sam. My guess is that she refused to do it because I do think there were a lot of things that she could have chatted about. I could also be talking out of my ass. I did absolutely no research on that whatsoever. But yeah. it seems strange. It does seem strange. I wonder if there's any legal issues with the R. Maybe. Kelly thing or something like that. Who knows? Um But Destiny talks a lot about her issues regarding her drinking in this episode. And, um, you know, we see it a lot all the way through. And she kind of talks about how it was sort of a medication. Yeah. I mean, I can see why. Like, she was best friends with both Reza and MJ and all this shit is falling apart. Basically, off of what she said and her trusting, you know, this Ollie character as well. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to get into it now or get into it later, but like just the way this kind of weaselly dude busted up this friendship fairly easily over something fairly innocuous is just mind blowing to me. Well, I think it was the perfect storm, right? Yeah. Yes, it was fairly innocuous. Then he used the word sexual harassment, which was just such a trigger, understandably. Yeah. Then MJ's in hospital having a newborn baby, which even if that all goes to plan is stressful, but it doesn't. She nearly dies. She loses her uterus. I mean, there's cameras around. Like, yeah. it's the perfect storm for all that shit to blow up. Um, but yeah, I think Ali is, I, I honestly think Ali is completely insignificant in this. Like, honestly, at the end yeah. of the day, Adam started this whole thing right by sending texts he shouldn't fucking be sending um and then just this kind of culmination of circumstances came to create this this shitstorm um right and destiny was in the middle of it and i think that she really struggled with that and i think that played like you said that kind of played into her drinking and just trying to kind of deal with all the shit that was going on yeah i feel like it's the most hammered we've ever seen her yeah, for sure. I mean, she's a strong businesswoman. I mean, the woman runs lots of shit and she's lived, worked in the nightclub industry for years. So this yeah. seems not like her. It, there was definitely right. a marked shift. And it was sad to see, but I just feel like the only way to get everybody back to normal is to fix this shit between Reza and MJ. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, that's the only resolution. I mean, Ollie doesn't even matter. I mean, he's not going to be on the show. Nobody gives a fuck no. about him. He's obviously someone who just wanted to, you know, have their 15 minutes of fame and thought this was the way that he could get it done. He's a massive liar. Um, but yeah, bottom line is these two just need to make up and this group will get back together. I mean, they are such strong presences within this group well, they're that the when glue, they're not right? getting along... Like, everyone's falling apart. Yeah. They're 100% um, the glue. Let's let's get onto it, but before we do, before we hit, like, the meat and potato <laughs> of the whole thing, let's just talk quickly about the incident on the plane with the boys. Now, this was going to Vegas, right? 
No, this was going when they were flying to Arizona for the Arizona. MMA fight to meet Destiny, who was hammered when they got there. And apparently the story is some other guy wanted one of their seats, which doesn't happen because you're assigned seats on a plane. But anyways, the, you know, the, whosever seat it was said, no, this is my seat. And the flight attendant just jumped on them according to the guys on the show. And I thought it was really interesting when they were all speaking up about like, you know, since 9-11, which was a long time ago, we face this all the time. You know, I think Destiny spoke up and said she's always tested for bomb residue on her hands every single time she gets on the plane. And like 100% of the time they're searched. And I found that not shocking, but just really fucking sad. And I hear you, again, not shocking, but just this... You you nailed it. Just this sadness that this continues to happen, and also sadness that it's taken me so long to kind of understand it. And and you know we've talked about this on other minisodes and other podcasts um, about how we you know recognize that that we weren't doing and we didn't know and we were turning a blind eye to all of this stuff beforehand. Right and. And the sadness that we feel about it is probably infinitesimal compared to the constant fucking sadness and rage that they feel about it. But it was interesting. And humiliation. I mean, I also think humiliation. Yeah. Like, when you know you're a good person. I mean, even when you're, I mean, they're fairly public figures. Yeah. And still being treated this way by people on the plane and at security and all of that. And that, w- that was a little bit shocking to me. And it probably doesn't end there, right? It's not just planes. There's there's almost certainly racial microaggressions in restaurants, in public, not that any of them take public transport, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like if it's happening to them in this way, then it's happening to regular people on a much grander scale almost, right? Like celebrity probably dulls it a little bit, but it's still fairly major to be kicked off a plane. Yeah. It is, and for for legitimately no real reason at all. Like if this had been, you know, if this is just an argument over seats, that's not something that gets you kicked off a plane. Well, and how is like being kicked off the plane the first like resolution, right? right? Like the flight attendant just didn't ask to see their tickets because I've sat in the wrong seat before and we've just shown our tickets and got it sorted out fairly quickly. I wasn't escorted off the plane to meet a bunch of cops. No, and and I think you're right. That being said, we, and I'm not, we don't know what actually happened. Yeah. Um, but what we do know is that there was no real reason for them to be escorted off the plane because they did not pose a threat. And right. any kind of, um, even the most sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Surface level investigation could have established that these guys were not a threat. I mean, they're on the plane with fucking producers and cameras and all the rest right. of it. So like- What's the? It, it has to come down to something to do with race, and that's not okay. Well, absolutely, and I believe they said that the producer they were with was black. Yes, and they that did. They thought that probably like that was the whole thing, right? Like there that wasn't a white producer well. to smooth everything over with their white privilege, so people freaked the fuck out. Just so gross. It is. It's fucking gross. Um, now, let's move on to what has dominated the entire season. It's dominated 
extra content that we've made, which is on Patreon, by the way. You can get it if you sign up for the price of a cup of coffee. If you don't, then tough. Um, (laughs) But I guess we're doing it for you here now, so there you go. Uh, The MJ Reza divorce. It's just been... Jenga gate. Ali gate, whatever you want to call it. It's just been one of the most distressing things to watch. Absolutely, because, and I feel what was most distressing about it is I was always expecting it to resolve. Like, surely they're over this now. Like, surely they can just sit down and communicate. Surely this is going to happen. And it just never fucking did. No, and I think what was really apparent at this reunion was for both of them, actually, but for MJ in particular, and I know that there must be some sort of unconscious bias in me that wants to kind of side and empathize with MJ a little more because of the kid thing and the trauma and all of that stuff. But the hurt that she displayed, real, raw, just pain, not just about the situation, but about what the betrayal that she sees, was so obvious it broke my heart. I totally agree with you. And part of me, I was trying to think through why I felt this way. And I think it was because while Reza was upset, he wasn't pained by this situation. He was just fucking pissed, right? He was angry at Ali for saying bullshit. He knew Adam didn't like do anything too crazy. So like that wasn't causing like him emotional pain. At least that was kind of my read on it. Like he was just pissed off. Well, because of the bullshit. Whereas I feel like MJ was just broken. Well, and I think as well, the difference is to a certain extent, and I'm not undermining Reza for this because this is also his job, but to a certain extent, right. part of his job is to create the drama, right? So yeah. when this all fell out, this was a perfect opportunity for him to be pissed, for him to kick off for maybe what he thought a great episode or two of anger, drama, chaos, high ratings, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think all of that would have been fine and exactly what we expect of him if it hadn't have happened when it happened, just when MJ was in hospital doing the thing. Because the difference is that whatever happened with Ali, what happened with MJ was absolutely not a storyline. It wasn't a storyline. That no. was 100% life life or death and I yeah. think that's the difference and I think Andy says it and I can't I've written it down because I now have to change from my iPad to my notes because that's how organized I am but I think Andy says it he says something along the lines of what MJ had going on was obviously bigger than all of this and he's right but the problem is they've all linked the two things together right and it's like and, and they don't need to be they don't need to be. MJ's like, well, you did this to me, but I, you did this to me. And you are, and it's like, no, we need to deal with this separately. You need to get them in with a therapist where the therapist can go, I don't want to hear anything about Ali, Jenga Gate, Adam's dick on a text message. Right. All I want to talk about right now is MJ. And then the next session, now, I don't want to hear anything about MJ. I want to hear about Reza. Right. Because they're just so caught up in this rage that they can't fucking separate the two? No, and I feel like that scene at the party where he was shouting about her abortions, 
was like for me where it it took it way over the line. Like, had he not said that, I probably could have gotten over a little bit that he didn't go visit. Like, <clears throat> well, he was All right, mad. Marge Simpson. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Um, where, where, like, well, he didn't visit her because he was upset and his feelings were hurt. Like, I could almost get past that. But, like, that scene when he's screaming at her about her uterus exploding because she had 10 abortions and just all this very fucking vile, very motherfucking personal shit just exploded all over a party. And honestly, even if we don't extricate the two issues and we have to compare them, nothing MJ has done or not done or maybe done is nearly as bad as what he did at that party. No. I mean, even Andy was like, that was really fucking dark. Yeah, that was really dark. And the fact that MJ is, you can tell MJ wants to work this out. And I truly think that MJ will own her shit fully. But she needs him to come first because she needs him to recognize that the two things are different. And I I respect that and I can understand that. And I think right now, we talked about this a little bit in production. I think in his kind of initial attempt to kind of create drama and a great storyline, he backed himself into this corner. Totally. That he then couldn't really get himself out of. Well, because there were like other people in that corner, right? Like yeah. there's Adam and Gigi and Destiny and like Reza. Like it almost got away from him. And I was like, fuck, like how, how can I not let these people down, but also be true to how I feel and make things right with this friend? And like, fuck, I'm just fucked. I don't know what and to do. And also, I'm still, you know, Reza's like, I'm still pissed about what I think MJ's done. You know, right. it, it was a lot. And I can fully, I don't hate either of them. Although for no. the things that he said at that pool party, I, I could. Pretty gross. Yeah. But I hope that they... I mean, I think maybe it's just a case of time because I know it's a cliche, but time is a great healer and eventually you just get to a point where you can't hold on to the rage for that that much longer. But there were some, you know, moments of hope, right? Yes. I mean, Adam's acknowledgement was one. Yeah, I mean, he he took full responsibility for sending stupid texts and porn on people's phones, essentially. And more than that, Um, and said none of this, he actually said none of this would have happened if I hadn't done that. That's huge. And that's, I mean, I was waiting for that all season. I'm glad he did it at the reunion. I, like I said earlier, I really liked how Andy took everybody else off the reunion and really just focused on Reza Reza and MJ with Mike there as kind of being a mediator because I think that had to happen. I think they've been so surrounded by other people fucking egging them on that they've actually, other than like at the bar for like a brief second when he, when Reza apologized, they've not been alone and just sat down together to kind of hash this out. And I think they really needed that. And when they did that montage of like their friendship, I was in fucking tears. Me too. I was crying like a baby. But also, I think the one thing that came out of that discussion when he'd got rid of everybody else, Andy asked a really pertinent question. And it would be good to have a chat because I I think this is something we haven't chatted about because it is new information. But Andy said, Reza, what was MJ's motive? What was her motivation 
for starting this rumor because you were tight you were best friends she says that she's never been given she's never given you a reason not to trust her so what was it and and a few things came up it was weird Reza said something about the season two finale and how he outed her bank robbery what I mean yeah I I, I didn't even remember that I'd forgotten all about that and then (laughs) another one came up was about contracts and how and I, what I got from it, and tell me if I'm wrong, was that MJ had been holding out on signing her contract for a better deal or a pay rise or something, hence why she wasn't in the first few episodes. Right. Um, and maybe felt that because Reza did sign his contract that he'd kind of sold her out or sold out in some way. Yeah. How much do we buy into that? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to like put myself in her position because obviously she was still on bed rest when contract stuff started, you know, getting in the works, getting in the chat. Destiny mentioned something earlier in the reunion about how she tried to call MJ to see if she was doing in the hospital. And MJ said, not till the cameras are rolling and hung up on her. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I... I feel like she probably delayed contract signing because she wanted more money, and that's fair enough. She's fairly large on this show. Let me tell you, I never fucking begrudge a woman asking for more fucking money. Hell no. I also think, just trying to put myself in her mindset, here's a woman who lost her dad, found out she was pregnant, thought it was going to be this amazing thing, and then was trapped in her fucking bed for ages, and then... You know, so maybe the contract wasn't the first thing on her mind. I don't know. I find it a hard connection to make for myself personally. I, I do too. And even if that is the even if that is the case, I still feel like she's not in her right mind. She's not making great decisions. And I think we can't underestimate the impact of the whole timeline. Her father's death, then the pregnancy, then uh, well, that is a lot. Um it's a no. long time to have like a death of your dream pregnancy. Yeah. And it, I'm it, sure it laying is. in bed rest does nothing to make that time pass any faster. And also the death of any future pregnancies. Like that's right. it. She's done. And that's a huge, you know, even yeah. if she didn't want anymore, you don't want to be told that you can't. No, I would buy more that she brought this up to make the season really spicy. I could 100% get behind that, that like she had this little information, she wanted to spice up the season, cause high drama. I would get more behind that than like, oh, she was just waiting for her. Like, Well, and I I think you're right, right? I think that's her and Reza. I think that's why Reza went for the storyline. I think maybe that's why she started it. But in between, this real life fucking thing happened. Yeah. And it all got blown up. And I really, and I can't hold them wanting to create drama against either of them. Right. Um, it's just like a blender of hell, right? Like all this shit just like hit all at the same time, blended it all up and got fucking messy. And at the end of the day, sometimes you have to put a TV show aside to recognize that. And I think that's another thing. Maybe they're just too embroiled in this reality TV life that raises struggling to distinguish what's really important from what's real reality TV. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's... The hopeful thing is four months later. Was it four weeks? It was four weeks later. Was it four weeks? Yeah. Yes, it was four weeks later. (laughs) Yes, it was four weeks later. I even wrote it down in my notes. That beautiful FaceTime. So just a really 
lovely moment of hope where you just saw kind of for the very first time, because we saw a little bit of it in Mexico, like when they went to yeah. Mexico on holiday and they got together, Absolutely. they fucking said all the things and we were like, great. Yeah, let's done. move on. <laughs> but there was too many other fucking people around. And I yeah. think this is the first time that we've seen them really together without Andy, without anything else, just open up to each other uh, and start small tentative steps to recovery. Yeah, I I have 100% hope and love that they're going to end up working it out. I think their friendship will be different because I don't think you go through all this and it doesn't leave your friendship unscathed. But I'm kind of hoping, and I feel like in their chat they really talked about this, like building the relationship from a more honest, open, communicative space is kind of where they're headed. So I, I feel like we're going to see them in another 30 years, like being crazy old people with, you know, baby shams running around and being yeah. nuts. I do too. And I feel like actually this could be something that really takes that relationship to the next level in that way, but also in a more grown up way, because I think MJ has really grown up. Um, yeah. I think having a fucking baby does that to you. Totally. But I do think that MJ really has grown up and she is different. And maybe there was part of Reza feeling a little bit left out, not included. You know, MJ didn't have the headspace to deal with Reza because she was dealing with Tommy and the baby and her family. And maybe Reza just wasn't prepared for that. Maybe even if they hadn't had this massive medical emergency, maybe the arrival of baby Shams would have caused tension between them anyway, because they really were like each other's soulmates. They were their people. They were their people. people. And you have a baby. And that shit changes not just your relationship with your partner, but it changes all your friendships too, especially if they don't have kids. Well, and even your relationship with yourself. Like everything is so flipped. Because I remember earlier in the reunion, they kept bringing up these things about... um, what MJ said about Asa's baby being a bastard and things like that. And she was just like, motherhood changes you. Mm. And I think she's hundred percent right. Like everything changes in your life when you have a baby. And sometimes you just need the grace to have a shitty year and then rebuild. But you know what? None of them have kids apart from Gigi and she's not like a regular case. So I can also understand why it's hard for them to grasp it. It's it, like we said right at the beginning, we're conclu- it was the perfect storm, but it looks like yeah. maybe the clouds are parting and the sun Let's hope may so. shine. Well, I can't wait for the next season of Shaw's. This one never disappoints. It never gets boring. It's always just a fucking laugh. And largely because of Reza and MJ. I'm going to put it out 100%. there. 100%. That's who it is. So these two will, I think they're going to be good. I think we're going to see a very different show next week. Uh, not next week. Don't get your hopes next up. Next season. Sorry. Next season. Um, and I'm here for it. Do we know when the next season's coming? No. I mean, I do feel like the things I've been reading, things are coming back into production after kind of the bomb of covid Um, Because, like, even the Real Housewives of New York are filming their reunion live and in person. So we'll see. I think it typically, I think it started in, like, the beginning of the summer. I think it's typically a summertime show. Um, But I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure either. But we'll We'll let you know when we know. We will, indeed. But for now, thank you very much for checking in with us for our uh, Minnesota on the Shards of Sunset reunion. Um, 
You've had a barrage of episodes this week. So I know. Enjoy, we had a little delay. Deluge. I know, we had sorry. a little vacation delay, um, but then we got all of them up and out. So you should have gotten two episodes this week. You'll be getting another one soon. Um, please take a moment to hop over to iTunes and rate and review. We got a new review the other day. It made me super happy. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw that too. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, so anyways, keep those up. That gets us on the charts. And in the meantime, remember... Smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. The music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.